kind of an interesting title where we're going this morning. The title is, I am a solution. Now, that's not, that doesn't mean you're a, a liquid. <laughs> that means you've got the answer. Everybody here, I don't care who you are, listen to me. You are different than the person next to you. It's hard for our, that's hard for our mind to even comprehend that. That every individual on the face of the earth has been made different. Unique in their own way. I mean, he, he gives us signs by ears, fingerprints, DNA, and all that stuff. But to think that the God that orchestrated this whole thing made everybody here different. But he did that for a reason. Because everybody here has a purpose and a reason. Philippians, I'm going to read just real quick in 3.13 through 14. I can do all, that's not where I want to go. Philippians 3.13 through 14. I'm in four. Everybody knew that already. 3, 13, and 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press, for, I press toward the goal of the prize and the upward calling of God in Jesus Christ. There is no... and. You, you, you all know this. There is no grace for what you did yesterday. The grace was there. And the grace is here for dealing with what maybe you did yesterday. But Paul is saying, all right, I'm living right now. But I'm pressing toward the grace that's coming. Why? Because... Now doesn't need faith. I need no faith for this step that I just took. That's the now. I need no faith for what I just said. But I need faith for the next word that I speak. I need faith for the next thing because I don't know what's next. And nobody here does. But I know that God created me different than anybody else on the universe, which is a mind blower. But I also know that he gave me the grace for that moment. So if I can comprehend what God has done in that arena alone and, and understand it, my focus needs to be what Paul just said. My focus is on my future. My focus is on, you say, well, it should be on right now. Well, no, right now, just quit. I need to go to the future. I need to recognize that everything that I do, say, think, you know, losing dad and, and all going on, so many people don't grab. Put a little dot. That's you. That's your time here. And just start making a circle that never, ever, 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 ever ends and you recognize how important that time that little dash on our tombstone is why do you want to fuss and fight every day of your life why do you want your way all the time why 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 do you want to gossip why do you want to condemn people why do you want to judge people why don't you just have a party that's part of the solution is for you to have a smile on your face 
part of our calling is when we walk through things like death and we walk through things like sickness and we walk through the trials of life is that the world can see that we're okay. That it's part of life and we're going to be okay. And we trust totally in what he's doing in our lives. See, if you're selfish, you're trusting you. We've got to come to a place of recognizing we've got to focus on what God's got. You know, Jeremiah 1.5, everybody knows this, but have you ever really read it and studied it and paid attention to it? In the New Living Translation, it said, I knew you before I farmed you in your mother's womb. Before I farmed you in the mother's womb. Before, before you were born, I set you apart. For those by internet and maybe some here that are pro-choice, we all have a choice. But you do not have a choice to kill something that God formed before we were even existing. Think about that. For those out there that are saying, well, I should be able to kill that baby. Where in the world could you possibly get that? Just with one scripture. You are removing something God formed before you were even conceived. And then before you were even had a destiny and God had a plan for you. See, he's got a, he's got a plan for every one of us from here on. We've already done what. And a lot of us have done stuff we shouldn't have done. And a lot of us are going to do stuff we shouldn't do here. But ultimately, God knows all of that. And he's going to take care of it at the end. And who are we to have the right? This is not a pro-choice sermon, but listen to me. We all, have, we all have something to do for somebody else. You're all designed to help somebody else. You're all designed to solve a problem. Everybody here is designed to solve a problem. And if we're not here, we're not solving that problem. God's designed for us to be born into this crazy world. But it's only a vapor. Poof. It doesn't feel like it sometimes, but it, the Word says it is. He made you so unique. I mean, to even think that now they're finding that just DNA separates every individual. We've always known fingerprints, and as really now they've recognized that everybody's ears are different. Some of us hide them. Some of us can't. Well, I guess I could if I'd let my hair grow out. And one time in my life, they were hid. You all can't picture me that way, but it used to be on my shoulders. You are a reward to everybody. You say, well, I don't like that person. Well, then you're not looking at that person through the eyes of God. Because maybe that person is a jerk, but do you know their past? Do you know what they're dealing with? Do you, do you know what went on in their life? Why can't you find something good and just leave it alone and let God fix it? Because God says, especially Christians, I've had many, many people that have been through this body in the years that were business people, and they say the hardest people to deal with and work for are the people in the church. What in the world is wrong with us? You don't know who you are yet. You don't know who they are yet. You don't recognize that everybody's unique in their way. You don't recognize that you're a reward to them. You don't recognize that you've been designed to answer somebody else's problem. 
how sweet it is to have people that, that follow the Holy Spirit and, and tend to call you just when you need them. Well, that's God. And that's, that's solving a problem. It, we come to the place of, of not understanding how much he's got for us. In 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11, it says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God, for what man knows the things of a man except the, for who knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. How much better off are we when we allow God to speak to our hearts and we follow that leading? Get the direction and follow God and let everything he's done become what you're supposed to be and solve problems. See, so many of us get sidetracked so many of us do jobs that we don't like, we hate it. Let me, let me give you a little suggestion. Right now, you can just about get a job anywhere. If you're looking for a job and you really need a job and you're working somewhere you can't stand, go somewhere where you can stand. Go somewhere where you enjoy what you're doing. Go somewhere where you're gifted. Why, why do I say this? Because you are called to be that, why are you trying to be somebody else? Now, I'm not talking about the rough times at work and the hard times. I'm talking about if you're just absolutely miserable in what you're doing, you're never too old to start working towards something that you're called, really called to do. I, I worked at the coal mines. I was 32 years old when God finally said, what are you doing? I know you enjoy running heavy equipment. I know you enjoy the people, but this is not what I've called you to do. So I had to separate myself from what I was doing and making a good living. My dad, he called me, a, well, he did all the time. He called me a knucklehead. What are you doing? You've got a good job. You've got a good retirement. Yeah, I got a good retirement. $273.43 a month is what my retirement is for them. Anyway, for 20 years of work. So he didn't know nothing. He does now. Ooh, man, that was wrong words. Yeah. But I still had to make a choice knowing that I had something here calling me. I knew, I knew when I got born again at 12 years old, I was going to pastor. But I didn't have any idea how am I going to get there. Well, I let the world take me because everybody in our, my great, my grandpa coal mine, my dad coal mine, I coal mine, my family coal mine. I was a coal miner for 20 years, but I wasn't content in my soul. And why am I speaking this? Because we, gotta, we have got to recognize young and old, I don't care what your age is, don't go do what you don't want to do. God will give you the grace to step into something you want to do because he's designed you to do that. He will, is it easy all the time? No, it's never easy. Ask Doc. All the years he had to be, to be a doctor. Was it easy? No, it wasn't easy because it's years. How many years? Well, it hasn't. Twelve after high school and has really never quit. And if it has, then he's not a good doctor. It's no different to me. I hated to study. <laughs> That's all I do, but I'm studying something that
that I love because I know it's going to change me and it's going to change those that I'm able to share it with. I had a purpose, but I didn't know what it was. And I was, I was, I was so insecure as a young child and so lost as a young child, but yet when I found and knew, no, this is it, I've got to do it. And I had a wife that supported me, so we just trusted God and did it. My salary got cut totally in half at the time, but yet somehow God took care of everybody in the family and we made it. Why? Because I didn't allow, listen, what happens is I had to keep my focus on Jesus and what I was doing. And I don't care what you're called to do. You have to put your, I don't care if you're retired. You still have to put a focus on something in your life because the Bible says that if you don't have a vision, you're, you're tossed here and there. So whatever it is, I don't, care if it's, I don't care if it's working on a car. If that's the direction you feel peace and that's what you want to do, then work on the car in the garage in the basement. I don't care if you want to do crafts as a, as a retired person. That's your, there, God uses everything that he has designed to help other people when we come and we go. You can't go in a cave. You, you can't keep your children back from... from Visiting and being around other heathens because that's just a part of what we're living through You've got to teach them the principles and trust God with where they're going and what they're doing the same in your life We got to recognize that God's got this but we got to keep our focus. You got your, your focus determines your energy Your focus your passion determines where you're going and when you follow that passion It takes you exactly where God wants you to go a guarantee. See, focus will determine where you spend your time. And all that has to be, you have to recognize that I've got an answer for everybody that I come in contact with. I'm, I'm going to help anybody I come around if we're walking in the things of the Spirit. What unlocks that compassion? Well, Jesus does. But when, you, when you're working towards, you're thinking right now, Am I, am I, am I, am I, am I peace here? Is my spirit man okay? Am I, do I, is my soul feel dry and empty? Well, then you got to go, well, listen, what do, what do I enjoy doing? Where, and everybody here's got something different. I don't care what it is. And you can try multiple things. But I mean, dad at the nursing home, the people that worked around him, they, they were called. If you don't work in a nursing home unless you're called. Because you're the problem. These people need, I mean, help that I can't give. But yet they loved my father. And they took care of him like. Why? Because they, they had this, they had this inside of, oh, I just love to be around older people and help them. So that's where they were called to be. So they, they, they went home at night fulfilled, sometimes not totally fulfilled because of the heartache they have to go through. Could you imagine falling in love with somebody and knowing that they don't have much time left and then having to do it again? There's a calling in that. There's a calling to be a teacher. There's a calling to be a mechanic. There's a calling to be a pastor. There's a calling to be a servant. There's a calling. Everybody here has special gifting in their life. And you, you've got to, you've got to, young people, listen to me. While you're young, find it. What do you like to do? I don't care if it's exercise. Build a gym. I mean, 
what are you called to do? Go to that place because that's where God's got you to answer a problem for somebody else. To fix what they're going through. To help them to walk through. Think about, think about David and Samuel. Here he comes. He, first, he's, first he's called, anointed to be the king. Now he knows he's anointed to be a king. He, he knows God. He loves God. And now, all of a sudden, we've got this Goliath that is coming against the armies. He's feeling something in his spirit. You talk about hearing from God. The guy was nine foot nine. Nine foot nine. A cubit and a span. A span is nine inches. A cubit is nine feet. He's just a little guy. I don't care if he's a big guy. I don't care if he's as tall as Jim back here. He's still a little guy to a nine foot. Nine foot nine is barely going through that door. The door is six eight. My apology. It is. It's only seven foot. That's right. Oh my gosh. Tell me he didn't know that he had something special. Just like you and I've got. And then the, then he in, in Psalms he goes then to Saul and Saul says, put on this armor. And he puts this armor on. I mean, he couldn't hardly pick it up. Because Saul was a big man. Put all this stuff on, he goes, nah. I need to be me. God called me to answer this. I don't care how big that jerk is. And he reaches down and grabs a few stones. But he remembers all the times that he was so able. He practiced. And he couldn't do it at first. But he knew that he could take that sling with that little rock in it and throw that thing. And he could hit the mark. And it could hit the mark. Well, here we're coming up against a man that is massive. Everything's covered except right here, his forehead. He has got to hit the bullseye. But he has no problem with that. Why? Because he knew he was where he was supposed to be. And he didn't have doubt. You don't go against a nine-foot man with doubt. I mean, you, you can't even think about that. You've got to know. And ran to him. While he had a, a, a guy in front of him with a big shield. So he's actually running against two men then. But he knew, just like I'm trying to encourage you, find your place. And when you find your place, you're going to be at such peace that you'll know well, this is where I'm supposed to be. Well, then when you're at where you're supposed to be, then you're helping other people because you're relaxed in what you're doing. And you know that God's got everything you say and everything you do. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. That doesn't mean I can go out and do things that I want to do. It's his doings. He gives you the desire of your heart. And in that, then he also says, 
since I give you the desire, I'm going to come along and help you with that desire. And, you know, I look across the room, and all of you are doing different things in, in, in life in a different area, ups and downs and all that's going on. God is always working on us, but when you find peace, that's where you stay and that's where you flow and that's where you watch what God's going to do. Because I'm telling you, Scott's daughter wanted to be a nurse, and she knew what kind of nurse. For years, she ended up being a nurse in the emergency room, a just wild and crazy woman that woman is. Well, she also knows because she went to 12, was it 12, Scott? 11 mission trips here to Mexico. 11. Now she's in Africa serving, not as a missionary, but she'll be, I guarantee you, Scott, she won't, this won't be her last trip. Why? Because she knows the fulfillment. I don't want to go down there. I don't want to go. I always did. I never did want to be a missionary. Well, I'm being honest. It's like I, I struggle. You all, most of you don't know this, but I, I'm terrified, and I'm working through it. I'm terrified of going into a nursing home. I mean, it's like my heart starts racing. Why? Because our youth department years ago made the mistake of sending our 11 and 12-year-old kids to Anna to the mental health center. And all I can remember, I could see the room, but I could see the people that were just, you know, their, their minds weren't there, and they were screaming and carrying on, and I'm going, ha, 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 Well, I'm still trying to work on that. I'm getting better, but I'm not called to do that. I'm called to do just what I'm doing right now, and I'm more peace. And, and, and I've heard people say, are you going to retire? No, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going to say it, but I've said more than once. I'm just going to clunk over here, and I'm done. Doc, that would change things during that service. So prepare something to say if, if that happens. <laughs> He's looking at me like. He who has Philippians 1.6 says, he who has begun a good work, he's going to finish it. He knows the mess I still am, and he knows what he's going to fix. Listen, don't ever be open to change in your life. Don't ever be a person that is so self-controlling that you've got to have your way, because God will not allow it all the time. It's not about you and what you want. It's about what he wants. It's about... He, it's about because we're here to serve him. And if everybody's getting mad at you, then maybe there's something wrong and you need to check your want-tos. Because we're so, so many of us live just like this. And I'm guilty too, just like, just like this. But God's got this. Recognize, recognize he's going to take care of you. Recognize when you have a broken focus. Recognize that it, it destroys your dreams. Recognize that, that when you have a broken focus, it, it, it brings instability in your life. Recognize that you've got to take respons responsibility of where he's got you in the parade that I talk about a lot of times. If you're in the parade, be the best little float you can be. I miss that kind of parades. I, didn't, I don't like the parades now. I, I'm, I'm wasting my time. It's advertisement and it's campaigns. I, I, give me a break. Used to be you got $50, $25. used to be $25 if you had the best float. Now you'd have to up that to $500. But the pe building a float. I remember the one we built here one time. It, 
we're, it, it's what we felt like we needed to do. And it touched hearts and it touched lives. Then we, then we did the Christmas things. And then silly little things, but we got first place two or three times. Get your focus in that and say, okay, for this season, this is what I'm going to do. For this season, this is what God's got. And you can tell when it is. If there's no grace. Now, sometimes we have to step into things like working in the nursery and working in classrooms. And you have to have the extra grace for that. But to say, I've got to stay there? No, we don't want nobody to stay where they're miserable. That's Because that's miserable. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. I'll never forget Joyce Marr changing that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own stinking thinking. Because it's the truth. Lord, I, I lost my father at seven today. And you know that. You, already, you knew before I even knew it. But yet, I'm going to take care of you tomorrow. And I feel like I'm supposed to do the service. So, okay, Lord. Then you're going to take care of that. So I'm just, okay. This morning I said, Lord, of all times, today I need a little more grace than yesterday. But it's all part of life. It's, it, it's what keeps me walking in faith and trusting. I just continually see that, that what I'm stepping into, I cannot do it. And if I think I can, then I better back up and say, now, wait a minute. I'm getting cocky and I'm getting smart alecky and I think I can do. I can't do it. I've got to be at that place in my life where I know he's doing it. But I've got to also know that he is doing it. You've got to obey the voice of God. Don't allow discouragement to break your focus. Oh, man. Take a job as a pastor a while. You'll get discouraged a whole bunch of times. But that's not who I'm working for. I'm working for him. I'm allowing him to touch my life. Joseph. Think about how much trust he had to have when he hit the bottom of that well. What? Are they funning with me? Oh, this is really where I'm at. What? You sold me? What? I'm a slave? What? I'm going to prison? Oh, God, what are we doing? But yet God took care of him. It's amazing how God's got everything in our lives. Romans 8, 37 says, Yet all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He loves us so much, folks. He made you one of a kind. I, I look around the room. You're all different. Look at you. See, you only get to look at me. I'm looking at all of you. Every, sometimes I laugh, sometimes I cry, but you're all different. And he, and he made us that way. So we've got to recognize he's got something. And you've got to recognize, if I kept you here, then you need to be solving problems for people. Be a servant. Find out what needs. Let, let, let me flow through you and I'll take care of everybody. I've got it. Stay focused on it. And recognize you are a child of love. Team, come on up. You are a, listen to me, you are a child of love. That's really, we don't have a clue of what that really means. We think we know what love is, but when you can love somebody no matter what they did or what they said or how they acted, you tend to not ever talk about them, come against them. That's what he's doing for us. He had Jesus die for us 
so that the love of God could flow through us to touch other people. One of these days, we're going to go Phew! But until then, our job is to get in our purpose, find out where we're supposed to be in society, and help God do what God's going to get done through us and trust Him. Let's, let's close out with this song.
everything in this life. In Jesus' name, amen. Call you blessed, you are dismissed.